2: Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence, here with Reverend Bill Marcioni. Actually, let me correct that. Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. Ooh, it's important some, you some did the Some puffery there, yeah. What, that's, you know, that's not puffery. You did the work. You did the work.
3: <laughs> I guess it's going to take a while for me to, uh, to wear that comfortably.
2: That's okay. I'm here to help you.
3: Thank you. I appreciate that. So, And we're going to talk about a TLA today. A what's three-letter a, acronym. What's which, TLA? Uh, the Can TLA is them? your three-letter acronym that you brought up before. TLA is a three-letter acronym for three-letter acronym. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just
2: learned something else. All right. <laughs> your,
3: your three-letter acronym was CTA. Yes. Call to action. So explain what you're looking for.
2: So call to action. And because I do so much everywhere out here, I live in cyberspace and I keep bumping into this CTA business. And I thought, okay, call to action. I get it on a website, I get it. But what about in our personal lives? You know, in in our real life practical walk, what is our call to action with all of this that we learn, with all of the uh, universal laws and everything that we learn from these remarkable writers and amazing teachers? You know, it's got to be more than just sitting around getting fat off this great (laughs) (laughs) information. You know, what is our call to action?
3: So and by that, what you mean is once we have accomplished what we set out to accomplish by going through this spiritual growth and learning these techniques, what will we have or who will we be or what will be going on?
2: Yeah, and that's you're setting the bar a little bit high there because I don't know if we ever accomplish and get what we want. Do you know what I mean? You, we're no. always, for me, I think you're always in a, a space of ever learning.
3: Well, yeah, I was setting up a trick learning uh, opportunity there, but you caught me already. Yeah, because we're not we're not going to get done, and right. and what we're doing is we're threading a needle because everybody pretty much wants the same thing which is we all want to be happy, we all want to feel loved, we all want to feel safe. And that's pretty common for everybody. You know, you go through Maslow's hierarchy, and that's pretty much what everybody's looking for. And as we go higher and higher up the hierarchy, we're looking for things that are a little more esoteric and a little less connected to just surviving from minute to minute. But everybody wants the same thing. As we are doing our spiritual work, There's the awareness that I used to be doing stuff just out in the world. uh, Chopping wood and carrying water and (laughs) making sure that everything that needed to be done got done and taking care of things myself or teaming up with other people and very much an exercise and activity in the world. When we get into a spiritual practice, we're aligning with an infinite creative power that's created all of that. But what's going on in our lives is happening inside of the spiritual framework. And then at some point, we notice that we have the ability to use the creative process that the infinite power that created everything used, so we don't have to handle the specifics ourselves. We can open up a channel and let the good flow into our lives in various different ways. And the magical part there is that there's transformation possible. So the call to action is to be able to use that process to tap into that creative power that's always available and allow it to create something wonderful for us. The other side of that, the call to action, is not to be so specific about what the infinite needs to do for me and on what schedule that, that I'm using it like a tool of my own. It's about being in that flow and allowing and opening and inviting rather than controlling and manipulating and specifying.
2: Okay. So, Did any of that answer your question?
3: Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of words. <laughs> that was,
2: it's a lot, but I've been with you long enough to go. I float right with your words. <laughs> then I put a pin in it. This it is where I want to go back. Uh, so there's no way I'm going to be able to explain what I mean without sharing a personal experience, which I've already shared. So it's like no, no big surprise to you. Um, but I, I, I think it's important. So I am a studier. You know, like I can study as opposed to eat. It works for me. And I'm happy with it, right? Mm-hmm. I have this notion, and I will leave it at that, And this notion that I even sit with Ascended Masters and learn and study from them. So, you know, it's, it's like really cool with me. However, there is real life. And so matching what I learn to my everyday life, I think, and since I'm no different than anybody else, I am assuming that there has to be some consciousness of that little, little step. So, for example, I told you I've been in like an excrement confetti storm. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, since August, and I kept thinking, Okay, it's gonna let up, it's gonna let up but instead, it just kept adding more (laughs) confetti crap to it. Mm -hmm. And so I had a doctor's appointment to get a ultrasound. Well, you don't do anything. You just lay there. Mm -hmm. And okay, so it's going to be 40 minutes. And I said, good, this is an opportunity for me to go where I go, right? And I'm going to decide to talk to whoever I want to talk to for 40 whole minutes. I'm not going to worry. Then I thought, okay, no, do your chant. And so I found a focus on the light. And my particular chant when I really want to just settle all the way down is Psalm 4610, be still and know that. I am God and then I reflect on the two times that uh, the Bible says stand still and see the salvation of the Lord and the common words in those two are still. Mm-hmm. So for 40 minutes I was still and I did da, 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 blah 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 and afterwards I was headed home. Now. I didn't want to go home not because i have a bad home it's wonderful (laughs) it's wonderful it's just that somebody was in it (laughs) that i just was like tired of and so i pulled over in the starbucks and i sat there for 20 minutes and i thought you know what i don't feel any better than i did before i went into this you know meditation thing and uh, i'm just i gotta go home and face this you know little dude And I promised to take him somewhere. I don't even want to take him, you know. I'm just like, will you please not just go home? But anyway, I got there. And as soon as I walked in, there was something in the air. I'm not kidding you. This guy is gone. He's gone. (laughs) (laughs) He's gone. The little dude left. And I was so glad. I'm just like, you know, all happy. But it was 24 hours later, I realized that he left sometime during my meditation. Be still hmm. and know that I am God. He had to. It had to happen based on the travel time and all that. He had to be leaving during that time. So, But it was 24 hours later that I realized that. So what I'm saying is that what is my call to action there? The meditation is one thing, but the the realization that what I was doing was going to cause an action. And My call to action was to realize that, right? To know. Like, I shouldn't have been all stressed out going home. <laughs> I should have known that either the little jerk was going to be gone or something was going to be different.
3: Exactly. You, find, you got it. Okay. Got or it. something. Yes. Yeah. Because it's not a call to action. It's a call to spirit because God knows how this is going to come together. Did you pray for him to leave? No. no. If you, if you were actually going to do that, then you would have just told him to leave. He said, look, change plans, not going to do this. You would have fully picked up and taken control, but you were in a, a bit of an internal dilemma because you had said you were going to do this, but you didn't want to do this and you were tired of doing the things that you'd been doing and you wanted to get on to do something different. So you're kind of in the, in the mushy middle, where you didn't want to go one way or the other. And that's what the scripture's saying. It's be still. It's not take action and know that I am God. It's be okay. still. Get out of the way and let spirit handle it. Because as soon as you did that, he decided he had something better to do. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I promised I was going to go with you, but I don't want to.
2: But okay, and I get it, I really get what you're saying, but for me, I think that I felt there was a gap in between, which was my call to action. My call to action was to relax and believe and know, Mm -hmm. and that's what I missed. I was cool with the meditation part, for 40 minutes I was in, you know, another world. But then when I came out, I felt like, and, and this is all hindsight, that's why I'm like real concerned about this. I missed my call to action to believe that that time was transformative in a situation, that God was actually working. Like my attitude going home should have been, and don't tell me don't should, because I know I'm not supposed to should. But
3: <laughs> I'm going to let you work on yourself here. This is great. Okay. I feel like I'm <laughs> flogging myself.
2: <laughs> For my action, I thought with where I am at this point, I should have gone home feeling free and okay because something was going to be worked out. I didn't know whether he was going to be gone or not. But, you know, I should have been cool. Like, something's going to be okay.
3: And well, I missed let's, that step. Let, let's please, if you would, change shoulda to coulda. Okay. Because it turns out that you coulda. Because even before all of your time in the Starbucks, he had already left. Mm-hmm. So that was your resistance or your needing to, to be in control and not be still to take action in a way that's going to take care of yourself. You were making sure that you were taken care of. You weren't going to go put yourself in the the environment where it might still go sideways and not go the way that you wanted it to. That's okay. That's very real. And let's make up one or two or a dozen different versions of the story that could have happened instead. After you spent 40 minutes in the presence of the Infinite... Just letting go and surrendering. That's when he left. It's possible that he could have stuck around. It's possible that he could have been at the Starbucks and said, I was really looking forward to seeing you and things have been awkward and you have that opportunity to connect at a deeper, more profound level than you had been previously and that you were expecting. It could have been one of those situations where for whatever reason, you got back into his presence and it was cool. This is like, oh, this is what I had in mind when we started this whole thing before it started going off the rails. And now it's back. And I don't know why you can make up any scenario that you want. And what you saw was the one that the infinite created for you and informed you a day later that you could have just left your control, (laughs) your hands (laughs) off the controls and gone home after your appointment without needing to do penance at the Starbucks.
2: I just want to know, was my call to action to chill as opposed to be, to drive home and be frustrated at what I expected to find? Like what happened in between the being still and that ride home?
3: Uh, You had some leftovers. Okay. You brought some energy into it and doing the meditation, it sounds delightful in the middle of a medical procedure to just say, oh, I get to take some time with me and the infinite. That's wonderful. And when you put your stuff back on after the (laughs) ultrasound, you put the attitude on too.
2: Yeah, yeah, I sure did. Yes, I did. (laughs) Yeah.
3: And the attitude is disposable you can leave the attitude when you turn it over to spirit you can turn all of that over to spirit so i don't know how this is going to happen i don't know what's going to happen i i'm gonna i'm gonna play my part and i'm just gonna know this is unfolding in perfection and that's not easy to do it's simple for me to describe that's the really great part about being the guy talking now it's like i can describe something and it just sounds oh it sounds so simple and it really is but it's not necessarily easy let's take a break and come back and continue the conversation okay
1: learn to put practical prayer to work in your life the steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately reverend bill Marchione's widely acclaimed book practical prayer for real results gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy to understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical prayer for real results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b the light That's b dash v dash light dot com.
2: the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. I'm going to continue this conversation where you're resetting me, helping me
3: reset. Yeah, we're talking call to action, and what we're doing in this practice is not a call to action, because the action, when the director on the movie set calls action they've already planned out what's gonna happen where the camera's gonna be pointing who the actors are gonna be working with what the script says is coming next you know what's gonna explode who's gonna fall in love it's all set to go and we're calling for that action what you're doing what we're talking about is a call to consciousness a call to spirit a call to openness and what we want instead of specifying the action is we want to specify the flavor Once the scene has played out, once this next chapter has run its course, how do I want to feel? Who do I want to be through that? What's the experience and the flavor and the tone and the texture of my life? So if I'm having a challenge with my physicality, then I want to feel comfortable or I want to feel strong or flexible or lean and right-sized in my body. There's some experience that I want to have, and oftentimes it's inspired by what I haven't had, what's been missing, that I'm feeling lethargic, or I' you know, I've been feeling ill or weak, or I, you know every time I stand up, there's a whole cacophony of sound effects that go with me. The call to action, or the call to consciousness there is, "This is what I've been experiencing. What do I want to be experiencing instead? And I can say, I'm going to do it by taking these steps. Uh, I've been feeling lethargic, so I'm going to walk 10,000 steps a day, or I'm going to go to the gym, or I'm going to lift 25% more weights than I've been lifting. And those are things that we do in the world. And they're helpful. They're absolutely helpful. And when we set our intention for spirit to guide us in those next steps, then as a matter of course, oh yeah, I'm going to the gym, because that's just what I do. But I don't have to have that be the plan. That's not the end of it. Because I, I don't have a journal that says that I went to the gym every day for a month and still feel the same way that I was feeling before. <laughs> <laughs> the idea is to get to that new experience, that new feeling, and the action steps along the way are just things that I'm doing, the way that I'm participating and creating that.
2: So I think the better word then is consciousness, because when you, before the break, your description was just so on point about that, uh, that I was going through, that when I put back clothes on after the procedure, I also put on my attitude. <laughs> 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 my attitude and expectations. Yeah. Um, so, And that's the little piece that I was trying to get at. Like, you know, I need to, I would like to look back and I have been looking back at it. you defined it for me wonderfully well. It was when it, <laughs> you, we're putting your clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> you put everything, and I sure did. Um, so not that I want to go through it again, but I really wanted you to help me focus so that I
3: know the next time. Yeah, and you know, the experience informs you that they can be different because the next time you engage in something like this maybe you'll notice that you have got that attitude that you have this thing that you're committed to but you have the resistance to it and you have got that conflict and there's tension and when you notice that that's what's going on instead of saying I want him to leave I wanna not do the plan I want whatever it is to realize I wanna I want the, the tension to transform I want this to be loving and peaceful and harmonious so I'm going to do everything that I can to put down my assumptions to leave that stuff behind so that I'm open to something new happening
2: that's just perfect you know because this is not a one-time deal first of all it's Thanksgiving so <laughs> <laughs> it's coming back <laughs> I text Are you coming back today or tomorrow so I can figure it out <laughs> so now I know like when I get ready for the day or whatever make sure I'm putting on the right attitude so thank you so much for that and, you know, I just want, so the, and I got two of them, right? So they're both eventually going to be here at the same time. And so, um, just so our audience knows, I have two wonderful, brilliant sons, but they're just, like, really spoiled. And at this age, <laughs> I am just, and I know, I know, you know, people like to make comments and whatever. You did it. Yes, I did it. I spoiled them to death, and now I'm living with it. So. There you go. But, you know,
3: so. and, and also that we're recording this around Thanksgiving time.
2: Yes. Well, you know what? This kind of thing, if there's any moms out there, uh, any time of the year, you'll get it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They'll oh, understand yeah. it. So, but thank you, because that really, really, really helped. You have no idea.
3: And we can always do that. I mean, wonderful, simple little book, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Yes. It was one of the first ones that Oprah said, you've got to read this book. And it is a very simple book, and one of the agreements is don't make assumptions. And it's really, that's one of the things that's really easy to say, it is not easy to do. Mm -hmm. It seems so simple, don't make assumptions. Well, we make assumptions all the time. Our education teaches us things that we then assume to be true, and maybe they are true, and maybe they're a little bit true, and maybe there's a deeper truth available. But if we assume that we already know everything that we need to know about a particular topic, then we have shut down the possibility of growing. Mm. Mm-hmm. The other agreements, be impeccable with your word. And he's very clear that he's using the word impeccable, not tell the truth. Cause that goes with being impeccable with your word. Being impeccable means say what you mean, mean what you say and own it. He also says, don't take anything personally anything can't take anything personally and the trick in that one is when we take things personally we're giving other people outside of ourselves the power to control how we feel about it so when you say something flattering about me and i take it personally then i feel better about myself because you are giving me evidence that i'm wonderful worthwhile lovable smart whatever funny whatever it happens to be And when you say that, and I know that that's you saying that, I can acknowledge that you've said it. And then I can evaluate whether whether it's true for me or not. Mm -hmm. But I'm not taking your word personally. I'm evaluating what you've said and then being impeccable with myself.
2: Yes, yes.
3: And there's a difference there because we don't know whether somebody's going to say nice things about us or mean things about us. And if we don't take any of it personally then we are not going to be careening around based on what somebody else is doing
2: absolutely yeah, yeah. i i read that book guess what i'm gonna do a quick reread before he gets here tomorrow
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's fortunately it's easy enough that you can read that book pretty quickly mm-hmm. it is the sort of process though that we go into a spiritual spiral we get to go over the same things again and again and again because it starts out seeming pretty simple And we want to argue with what the words mean in the book and how can you do that, and what do you mean always do your best, and what does best mean. And getting back to where you started this whole thing, be still and know that I am God. The more still, the more open, the more available, the more clear we become, the deeper we can go in our awareness of our spiritual nature. Mm.
2: Yeah, yeah. And and bringing that into... Where we live, you know, is is kind of really simple. You said it's easier for you to say, but once you gave it to me, like, what are you putting on with your clothes? You know, it helps helps you live out that spirituality and all of that that you that we learn.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And you had done that even before I gave you the definition or the description of what you had done, and you had noticed to some degree that you had done that in the twenty four hours after you did it. Mm-hmm. and you had gone through a process that initiated that because you were able to let go of it while you were in the meditation, and the sticking piece happened after that. And so in hindsight, you get all of this information, this insight, this this guidance about what happened, and it's not helpful at all to change what happened. <laughs> But it's real helpful for you to understand that those sorts of things happen and they can happen again. Oh, absolutely,
2: you know, because they're going to happen again. I mean, there's Thanksgiving coming in <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Christmas. So I I actually, and this sounds really nuts, I actually appreciate the experience that I went through because, you know, I, I know I'm a bit of a, a nerd when it comes to this, but I always believe that this, that we're learning in this transition that I'm making, isn't just to waste time. You know, it is for something that perhaps I don't know yet, or maybe I'm smack in the middle of it, who knows? But I do want to stop along the way in in terms of this wonderful time that I have in spirit to say, okay, now, wait a minute. Am I making use of this? Is it helpful to other people? And if I'm stumbling all over the place, um, you know, it's like time out and <laughs> <laughs> see, because I actually had another subject that I wanted to talk about today. But I thought, no, talk about what really matters. You yeah. know, yeah, don't you experience t- don't, part of it. Yeah, don't don't try to figure that because I want to get it right.
3: OK, and it's a spiral. You get it right and then you get it writer and then you get it righter, and writer and writer and writer.
2: Good. Yeah, but listen, I don't want to be, I don't like being at the same place keep going around and around. I don't like that. Oh, yeah. at, l- at least learn something from it and when it comes again, you know, you're not going to do that crap anymore. Yeah.
3: One of my cynical pithy sayings is that experience is that which lets us recognize a mistake as we're making it again.
2: Yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and there's a lot packed into that because Without the mistakes, we don't have the experience and there's not the opportunity to learn. So depending on where we are in that cycle, we can say, oh, I've done it again. I'm so, I'm so worthless. I'm so shameful. I'm so, I have no value. I am, I'm bad. Or we can say, oh, look look at that. That mistake comes in vanilla and chocolate and strawberry and I've now had all three and perhaps before I order the rocky road I can can do something different
2: yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) that that's a level of I call it maturity perhaps you call it consciousness so you can correct me on Uh, what what that is either way yeah it's like take a seat and just see what what the heck you know I'll say to myself what the heck just happened here It takes a while sometimes to get the picture of it, especially when it's something that is emotional and close. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, well, the infinite does have the ability to ratchet up whatever it is that we're learning to a ridiculously high degree.
2: With no warning, by the way, sometimes. Oh, yeah, there's not (laughs)
3: going to be any warning. And things that we thought we learned, things that we thought we had dealt with, get to come up again. Because the fact of the matter is, and think, think about this for just a second. I spent some time working with teen groups, And the teens and the adults would all go through the same experiential exercises together. And we always make sure that there's two adults, two advisors, working with the group. Because it is possible for one of the advisors to get triggered in their own stuff by the work that we're doing. It's not just transformational for the kids. And the reason is we are all dealing with exactly the same issues we had when we were in high school. The Mm -hmm. only one I think that gets added onto that are the ones that have to do with aging. Because when we're teenagers, we feel like we're invincible and we're going to live forever. And at some point we say, eh, you know what, I'm going to not eat or drink or do that because I want this body to last a little bit longer. We all still have the same issues. We're just dealing with them at much more subtle, much more insidious levels. So mm-hmm. it's the same stuff coming up in different ways.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. You know, I have a, a thing that I say, by the time you're 50 you've experienced everything after 50s a repeat. So, <laughs> yeah. So that being the case, you know, having to eat my own words and face my own philosophy at times, I have to stop and say, now, what's going on here? You know, if, if I can take a deep breath and do it.
3: Yeah. When they do the same movie over again, when they, you know, do a remake, there's enough different stuff that it's not identical. And if you don't know, then when you see the characters getting together and doing the stuff that they're doing in 2021, it looks different than it did in 1967.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Eventually, you notice that it's the same story.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But when it's a remake, we don't necessarily know it's the same story when it begins. We see the yes. pattern, that comes, oh, God, got me one more time. <laughs> Let's take a break and we'll come back and we'll do a prayer for being still and gratitude hmm. in honor of Thanksgiving. Okay, great.
1: You can put practical prayer to work in your life, and Reverend Bill Marcioni can help. He is offering an online class that teaches you to create your own practical prayer in five weekly one hour sessions. The final hour brings your practical prayer together, anchored in live original music by a notable New Thought musician. Practical prayer is based on the most effective prayers found in religions and spiritual practices all over the world. Use it to deepen ever more fully into the truth of your spiritual nature. It's the core of a transformational spiritual practice that's simple, even if it's not always easy. Reverend Bill is also available for private spiritual counseling prayer sessions. Together, you'll lean into the challenges you've experienced in life and explore the transformation that's possible through practical prayer. You'll uncover old, hidden beliefs and uproot them to make way for the life of your dreams. Everything you need to know is on the website at bv lightcom That's b lightcom
2: Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence and I'm here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. And we're going to continue, you're going to pray. I am. I'm
3: uh, going to do a prayer inspired by your meditation. Be still and know that I am God. The being still part, the letting go part, the spiritual way to express that is get over thyself. (laughs) 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 You thought you knew. You need to let go of that. Be still and know that I am God. And that I am is everything that we are. And so, so, so much bigger. That infinite power and presence is everything. It's everyone, it's everywhere. That's all there is. And when we get over our small selves and open up to that divine power and presence within, that infinite power is accessible and starts working on what is uplifting and positive and in alignment with that tone and texture of life that we're seeking be still and know be mm-hmm. still and know so let's take that let's take that into prayer and to do that we'll start by turning away from the details in the world around us and opening to that infinite power and presence that is available within you can close your eyes you can go to a soft focus whatever it is that takes away your attention to the specifics that's anything that might have been hooking your attention. Just let loose of that to open up to that divine power and presence within. Be still. Be still and be aware of the infinite creative power that created everything. It doesn't matter what our creation story is, whether we describe the Big Bang, the singularity that began exploding or expanding, that one is all of the substance all of the energy all of the intelligence that exists everywhere came from that one it has to have there was nothing but the singularity to take it into scripture the beginning was darkness and void and god there was nothing but god that infinite creative power and presence that divine intelligence that said let there be light and the universe began unfolding a creative law created the light, and then created whatever else was being added unto it. And since everything is part of that one creative unfolding, that's true of me. It's true of everybody listening right now. That divine power and presence is within, right here and now and always. So we get to be still and know that the I Am Presence is us. It's me. It's each of us, right here and right now. By turning away from the details outside, we can become even more fully aware. We can be still and know that I am presence, right here and right now. And just in that space of quiet and openness and receptivity, by setting an intention for the flavor, the tone, the texture, the... Notion of what that next new experience in our life whether it's in the next five minutes or as our life unfolds into the future what's that experience that we're inviting the feeling of the experience not the specifics of it and settle into a feeling of gratitude for that good that's already on the way thankful for that infinite creative power that's already creating it not by our action, not by our call to action, by our call to consciousness, by our deepening into the awareness of the truth, by being still and knowing that I am power and presence within. So as we open ourselves up to that newness, to that goodness, to that richness, to that flavor and experience of health and vitality, of wealth and prosperity, of Love and relationship, connection with family and friends and our beloved, with the creativity in our work and the ability to share our unique skills and talents. Gratitude for the deepening of our spiritual awareness, for being able to dive into that spiral and go deeper and deeper and allow the good to become richer and broader. Grateful for all of this good. So with gratitude for all of this, I speak this word and I release it into that same creative law that has created everything. And I know without question, without doubt, without hesitation that this good is already unfolding. And so I let it be. And so it is. So it is. Amen. Happy Thanksgiving.
2: Thank you. This was absolutely perfect. It won.
0: The Practical Prayer Podcast with Rev. Bill Marchione and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. be
1: the light
0: where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our
1: theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations,
0: weekly celebrations of spirit,
1: and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality
0: at newthoughtphilly.org.